0: Comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy and more game design. I'm Trav Scott, and with me, as always, is Ben Slinger. Hello. What are we doing, Trav? We're going to do something different. We're going to go <sighs> three to one movie.
1: Oh, movie! All right, okay. Because Really going to different. Do one. Yep. Uh, so for those just joining, basically the idea is that we are going to each get a random movie, uh, and we will either use one of the titles, or maybe the entire premise of the movie uh, to make a video game of, um, or maybe even merge them together if it strikes our fancy.
0: Mm. So, yeah, let's do it. Okay. I have the backup plan. I have House on Haunted Hill. Ooh. Now, I prefer yours because mine's a piece of shit. (laughs) Go
1: on, just uh, let's let's get a synopsis here. When Zoe
0: tires of looking for Mr. Wright, she decides to have a baby on her own. But on the day she's artificially inseminated, she meets Stan, who just happens, who seems to be just who she's been searching for all her life. Now Zoe has to figure out how to make her two life streams fit with each other. Yena, a Hallmark special coming this winter. That's coming. C U M. Inseminating this winter.
1: Uh, okay, House on Haunted Hill. Uh, synopsis for those who don't know: a millionaire offers a group of diverse people a million dollars to spend the night in a haunted house with a horrifying past. Um, so I just love the idea of it's a millionaire, but he just has one million dollars. <laughs> Like he only has one million dollars, he's like, "Well, I got a million dollars. I'm a millionaire, so I'm going to give it to someone for no reason." Um, okay, I, I without going into like the, obviously the movie, the full plot of the movie itself because I don't remember it. Just that general idea of the the classic. It's a very classic setup. Uh, being paid a million dollars to spend the
0: night in a haunted house. Um, so one of the things I did actually like about ha- House on Haunted Hill is that. They sort of turn up there, and he set up all these things to um to like scare people,
1: Mm, and then it turns out that when they when they venture deep deeper
0: into the into the underground of the house, like there's they unleash something, and there's like real hauntings, real hauntings that actually start happening, and. I thought that that's just right for for a game sort of thing that you you could well, set them up perhaps cheap cheap nasty sort of um scares that become real sort of like you can tell when that when it shifts to you know these aren't the typical jump scares these are actually you mm. know,
1: okay, so could we do terrifying um a bit like uh what was that multiplayer ghost hunting one that was there for a while I midnight mean, like uh, ghost hunt no 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 the one before that uh that got quite popular phantas phantasm no Phant... yes
0: i know Do which one you know, one know the
1: one. one you know the one i mean um maybe something like that where it's multiplayer and but we're actually trying to like scare these people Uh, perhaps it's even in the setting of like- Phasmophobia, there we go. Phasmophobia, there you go. Perhaps even in the setting of like winning money. Maybe it's not- Maybe it's more almost like a reality TV show or something or a game show where they are- Just so they have incentives then to like, maybe the more rooms you uh, investigate, the more money you're going to get or something because you're running the risk then though of- running into, one, the fake prank traps that the studio has set up, and, two, potentially actually unleashing the unearthly horrors of this place. (laughs) Um, And so, just having that tension there.
0: There's something about, like, doing a a roguelike in this sort of thing of the rooms kind of shift around, and that sort of- like okay it's always the same sort of the same sort of layout at the top and then you get in deeper and it's like room starts shifting
1: another another thought i just had and that can it, can it can utilize that but if we're doing a multiplayer thing maybe it's even like an among us kind of situation like an impost like a um a, a social social engineering kind of thing but it's not that nobody nobody starts off on the opposite team but it's as you're exploring if you do find one of the true ghosts, you get they can potentially possess you, and, and now you're now your goals have changed, and you've perhaps got some different powers and things to be able to like take out the others um because then that could lead to some interesting things of like, oh well, yes, we have to explore new rooms in this house to make money because we're on this show or whatever it is if we ke- mm. if we keep that conceit going, but you might want to go together to places to make sure. That, you know, you, that if one person gets possessed, then the other person knows and can warn the others if they can get away fast enough. You know, there's some interesting, yeah. interesting ideas there that could come out of that.
0: Yeah. So I do like the idea of when you, when you do, um, get to that sort of, sort of point down, down below, you can, you can sort of make a choice at any time for your character to, Sort of stop exploring, and that's all the money they're going to they're going to walk mm. away with. Mm. But is that risk versus reward? But for the um for the ghosts, it's also ca- how many can I capture the entire group and and turn them all? Yes, or I mean,
1: or it could even be around like that transfer of money. Like if you you're gaining money by exploring new rooms, you're triggering off like fake skeletons falling from the ceiling and stuff. <laughs> Um And every time that happens, you get like a bonus or whatever. But then if you become a ghost, you, for one, you probably, you lose that money. But two, then your money comes from the other people that you take out, perhaps like however much they've earned you claim or something. Yeah. I guess it depends on, so if you take someone, like you're not also bringing them to your side, I don't think. I think it's more there are specific- I don't, we, we might let more than one person um become a ghost. Maybe it just depends on how many are in the group entirely. I, I do love that idea though, of course, because of course they look normal and maybe unless they use their powers, right? Mm-hmm. But you could have some really cool, very, I'm thinking very Ghostbusters-ish look like the librarian in Ghostbusters where she looks very normal until she essentially turns around. Like I love that idea of. You come back into the room after exploring places, and someone and someone on your team who was on your team is there, and they're just like, "Hey, He's like- floating
0: this far above the floor," and it's like, "Well, maybe." And, and then they or- touch think- the floor, well, and it's sort of like, "Was that was that but you jumping, or only- was that?" I
1: think I think that's only if they've like like if you walk through a wall, sure, obviously like someone's going to notice that, um, or if you go to attack with your ghostly whatever ectoplasmic powers then i think like you get that real like glowy skull face appears you know uh, essentially you start seeing through them and, and it's that that very what looks normal turning into a ghostbusters-esque ghost sort of transition and it might be the last thing you see like if they get off a good enough hit and initially it might be a one-hit kill you know it's only if you if they graze you and you might be able to get through a door and have a bit of a you know run away and warn someone or or whatever
0: i know there's there's something about you're searching stuff within rooms, right? And you're, when you, when you're having to search this stuff, it goes to a completely different view. Yeah. It's so like you can't see who's down. coming up behind you. Yeah. And all yeah, yeah. And stuff you still hear the- things. Hmm. And that's where, you know, you can hear the footsteps and stuff like that. But you may not. Yeah. I
1: like that you can hear the footsteps. I think if they do something ghostly, there is a, at least a hint, like there is sound effect hints. Like if they come through a wall next to you, then you might hear a bit of a like- A squelch. Yeah, yeah. a squelch, exactly. Um, but only if they are close enough, you know. And they've probably got some like sensing through walls kind of abilities, I imagine, to be able to see where the other people then are. Are then.
0: Yes. Um, I, I see this as a, a 2D sort of thing, like Among Us.
1: Oh, really? I was thinking first person. I was thinking like that phasmophobia sort of thing
0: no i kinda, um, I like the idea of it that when you when you go into a searching a, a cupboard or something like that, it changes the entire screen and then when you when you exit out of that it goes back to you know an above
1: maybe I feel like you're not gonna get the horror stuff though if you if you're just on a sort of above two d I feel like you need to be in that first person and I think then when you're looking in a cupboard or whatever I think it's just like it does a zoom right it does a it does a camera move to just show you know whatever you're searching showing, okay like so so definitely definitely something.
0: not vr definitely no
1: not Pan- vr pancake, just
0: pancake version <laughs>
1: pancake was- 3d yeah
0: yeah pancake first person yeah yeah uh because then yeah i think that's it i don't know it- whether we've ever used that term before but pancake is one of those typical that's the that term
1: people- that's the term that the vr heads use for non vr games yes
0: i'm not sure if it's still in fashion or if we're behind the times but oh who gives a shit it's pancake. Three, two, yeah. one movie. Luffy. Underworld Evolution. Back Country. Back Country. Uh-huh. All right. Well, mine's Vampires versus Werewolves, essentially. Mine is a couple on a deep wilderness-like hike become hopelessly lost within an aggressive black bear's territory. Ooh, but the black, it's a werebear. hmm so I like this. the idea of you, you're in a, you're in maybe a 2v, a two player co-op, mm. um, versus an AI bear who can track mm-hmm. you with like scent and all this sort of stuff. And basically it's, it's just you and your, your slight bit of survival stuff trying to get out. Okay. Of, of a procedurally generated forest. Yeah.
1: I like the idea of. Kind of a short-term survival game, like mm. a bit of a I, almost roguelike, or at least just run-run based in that way. Almost, I guess the roguelike elements for a run-based game just are there to provide some variety and, and progression. But, uh, but I do like that where you're still doing some of the standard like survival-type things. Um, you've got you know you've got stamina. You've got to potentially like build shelter or, or you know, do a few things. But it's not like, oh, I'm going to build my whole camp and up- and upgrade it over weeks and weeks. And, you know, no. it, it's very much, you no. Know, this is going to play out in like half an hour.
0: Within each each time that you play, there is like certain things that are going to be hidden throughout the thing. Like you may come yeah. across like a, an abandoned tent and all this sort of stuff. And there you will find things that you can take into your next hunt or into, into your next- thing so you, you well, start building uh, up some of your pack. Well no, the idea the idea behind this is to be able to unlock some extra extra things like I think you now unlock get a, things, yeah. Yeah, you get an extra um water water canteen. So you don't have to be Yeah, well I think what I think what you do is at the very like the very first run,
1: you've got just a standard loadout essentially. You've got maybe like one half filled thing of water and like a meter of rope or I don't know, whatever it is each. Uh, and then yes as you uh discover custom like um special areas essentially in this forest like yeah, an abandoned tent or a cliff face or uh you know abandoned cave or
0: a- bear cave
1: yeah exactly then that unlocks things that then when you do your next run you can set your load out you've got some uh, different options to start with, it, but you've got limited space, obviously, and weight. Yeah. So you're trading off these things there, but it might be like, Oh, I've got a flare gun this time or something, and you can scare off the bear with that one. You off. can
0: Tetris that into your bag because that's one thing that we need to be able to have is different shaped things. So you want, you may want to take that grappling hook so you can scale the, um, the, the waterfall instead of the, yeah instead of, you know, only going one way. You know what I'm a big fan of? <laughs> I don't know how well this works.
1: Um, the one time I've seen it done is in, um, uh, is it Kingdom New Lands or something? New New Kingdom? that's like, a, I don't know if you've played it. It's a 2D sort of base building, but not really, where you, you play the, like, king on a horse and you essentially run back and forth in this 2D space. What I like about that is as you pick up coins, you've got your little bag up in the corner, but the coins drop in physically, like with physics, mm-hmm. and you can only hold as many as, like, if you try to put more in there and they it's too full and they just slide out the top, then you just drop them again. Um, so, I kind of like the idea of a physics-based uh, inventory system. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, you, if you manage to balance that grappling hook on the top, then, okay, you've got it <laughs> for now. But if it can
0: be based on your It it hook it hooked into the side where where you got where you got your like straps. So it's like yep, you've got that there. But the rope is trailing behind and that bear he likes rope, It looks and like when a snake. you want to
1: use something, you have to grab it with the mouse and like pull. And I'm thinking sort of a, a 2D representation of your bag, but you have to like pull it out. No, I'm just, I'm saying even to get it out of the bag. So if it gets hooked on something because it's under something and it and you It'll yank pull it all out, the sh- shit out, it as might well, pull yeah. other stuff with it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Like, just to really add to that frantic survival uh, kind of kind of feeling. But one thing I was going to say is I definitely like a two player co op, and I think you definitely want things that require the two people to do well or to do Mm. properly. So like, maybe you can set up like, uh, uh, you can use the rope and some, uh, like old bottles that you found to essentially set up like an alarm system that if the bear comes past here, um, they'll do it. But like, you have to each grab one end of the rope and, and tie it around the, uh, the appropriate, you know, find the appropriate place in the trees where they're close enough to do that. And, and that sort of thing. Um, you know, and then go around and gather your stones to put in your little bottles or glass bottles or whatever to
0: make- To put in all. your sock so that you can spin it around and, like, you know, stones in the socks, smack it over the bear's face, like- Yeah, well, I mean, I guess the goal- I guess uh, I, I feel like there's
1: multiple win conditions here. One is just escape, potentially, like find the road or, the, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, some sort of, like, a ranger station or something. Yep. The other is to, yes- Kill the bear. Mm. <laughs> I think that's got to be a tough one. I yep. think you you're probably not going to be able to do that on your uh you know your first loadout, but there's probably an achievement for doing it on your on with
0: doing it with just the basic loadout. Um, there's not an achievement for it, but it's it's like this is the oh my god they went too far ending. Where you hunt down all the bear's family and splay them open <laughs> oh, <great. laughs> for the um for the bear to come home to, and it's like his kids are, are like so are rugs a bear on the ground. Serial killer. Yeah, yeah. You know. So you you literally turn his kids into into rugs, um, right in his cave. Yeah,
1: and then I think another win condition is potentially just sublime. and then cook up
0: cook up the entrails. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any anything more? Do you fuck the fuck the corpse, Trevor? Like where are we going? With this? Oh, you just went too far, Ben. Let me cut that. Um, <laughs> you just seemed to you were going on and on. Uh and I I saw the line and I walked up to it and didn't cross over it, and you just
1: But you pointed at the line. You were you, like, you, There's you, the line. You, you it was t- very you, tempting. T-
0: you thought this is hopscotch, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put my stone just on there and you jumped right over it. That's how you win which means i've kept i've kept it in yes you did actually hear it i kept in thinking him him saying you know you should cut that out but no i didn't even do that no i know he's terrible um, I'm, that, uh, that i should, lazier I, should editing. Better,
1: I should know better than on your edit to say the things that will bloody make make people dislike me uh the other thing i was going to say which seems pointless to talk about now is that another win condition i think is just surviving long enough like whether it's a few days or whatever like someone uh, some, like uh, a search party comes and finds you or something. But, again, I think it's difficult. I think this bear has your scent. Like, you have to do some pretty su- – like, you you have to play quite well to survive that long, whether it's continuing to move and, like, having them lose track of your scent because you cross a river or whatever and different things. But yep. then you're cold and wet and you have – you know, you might get hypothermia. Like, yeah, there's a – I think it's a, a hard – like, hardcore survival in that way. And
0: you've got to be very careful as well because – as you're taking stuff out of your bag and if you lose it, like if the bear comes across it, he's now got some more stuff for his loadout. That's so- it. Yeah.
1: That's that's the thing. Once you've found all the different endings, then you actually get to play as the bear and anything you've dropped that the bear
0: has found, you get to start with. So flare, oh, but I'm, say- I'm saying AI-, AI also has a spear gun now.
1: The AI bear has figured out ha- how to use a spear gun.
0: Exactly. He's very smart.
1: turns out it's actually a Terminator.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just an endoskeleton, you know. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's why we got Arnold Schwarzenegger into to voice the to bear. To voice the bear? Yeah. I'll be bear. Okay.
1: Um, three to one movie. Three
0: to one movie. Okay. I've never heard of this movie before.
1: I have heard of this one. I think it's Zoe Saldana. Columbiana. It's very intense. I don't know if we want to do this, but anyway. I
0: think we're both going to be clicking again because- I Daniel Blake. Okay. A I mean, middle-aged we could just take the title. A middle-aged carpenter who requires state welfare after injuring himself is joined by a single mother in a similar scenario. Yeah, it's yeah, no. too serious for for our- all right, let's go again. For for our comedic podcast. Mhm. An affair to die for. The Cokeville Miracle. <laughs> Cokeville? <laughs> yep. Um <laughs> I really I really don't care what what this is what about? This is about. because the They they are literally like coke heads that happen to um, you know, during a during their um, during their a high, they a miracle occurred, and therefore, you know, something something good happened. <laughs> so, what's it called? The Cokeville Miracle. I, I I will I will read the synopsis for you. All right. On May 9, 1986, a small ranching community in Wyoming experiences a divine intervention when yeah, a couple- no, boring. detonates a bomb <laughs> inside a crowded classroom. Oh, yeah, no. Okay. That's going even further. Well, what was yours about?
1: Ah, uh, sex. A weekend getaway for two lovers turns into a nightmare of psychological mind games when their infidelity is discovered. Mm. Um, Is there anything in just the titles of these? I mean, obviously, the Cokeville Miracle. I don't know if we want to go Cokeheads. I feel like that's maybe I don't know, a bit off. Maybe this is like this the, is the original the Coca-Cola. Place. Yeah. Like factory town.
0: Yeah. It's so called Cokeville. Every- yeah. It's
1: called Cokeville. Almost everyone here works for the company. It's very exploitative, but they kind of have a community and then the
0: lord of Pepsi appears.
1: <laughs> What's the miracle?
0: <laughs> um well, the miracle is no one has actually Died in this place for the last three years. Okay, and and, and like so even, even if healing, the, even if if the healing properties of Coca-Cola, e- even if even if there's an accident, like everyone survives. Okay, like they is haven't this had. A, a s-
1: is this a Coca-Cola company propaganda game?
0: <laughs> no, because I think I think this is at first it seems like a blessing, right? But it's like but but seventy
1: years on. <laughs> When nobody still has died.
0: Yeah, and Anna is now approaching her 139th birthday and realizes Oh fuck. <laughs> Something as, wrong. And she's like her her bones are literally dust. And <laughs> she's-, <laughs>
1: she's somehow still.
0: She <laughs> she's she literally can't move. She's in bed and she's like But she's still conscious. So, it's
1: it's, it's not- Okay. So, they don't stay healthy. They don't, like- It's just that the consciousness sticks around. Yeah. There's something in the sticky Coca-Cola that binds neurons together so that they never never fall apart the way that death is supposed to make them do so.
0: I love this. I love this idea of this, (laughs) like-
1: Where's the game, though? What sort of game is this? Maybe it's just- Maybe this is, like, a very sort of simple game. Like we've created, you know, an interesting world-building backstory here, but maybe it's all just from the perspective of this woman in in, in her bed, like in her bedside, as people visit her, and you sort of get a sense of what's going on um, in this town by you know the 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 Coca-Cola foreman comes along from the factory comes along because you know the your husband still works there or something. <laughs> Comes to see how you're doing because everyone's all happy in this town, don't you know? Coca Cola deems that it must be so.
0: Oh, um, it's kind of like that. That, um, well, I, I, I always come back to the Simpsons where, you know, that's that thing where Bart can read everyone's minds and if they're, if they're not happy, <laughs> yeah. then he turns them into into something as th- that's basically what the Coca-Cola yeah. foreman is, is like, he can read people's minds. And if you're, if you're not happy, he'll well, make you he live forever. Because he represents the
1: company. No, I think, I think what happens is everyone, everyone still lives forever. This is part of what Coke, what Coca-Cola does. Or maybe, maybe it's just the Coke they drink in this. Maybe that, maybe they've tested out a new this is the actual this original, town. this is. Oh, it's the original recipe.
0: The original recipe. So it's actually still got Coca-Leaves and like yeah. real cocaine. And, there.
1: and some sort of,
0: you know mind altering
1: property that for one never lets your consciousness die and for two lets the coca-cola company read your thoughts yes and you play gerald the foreman <laughs> you play the <laughs> foreman you're just going around like monitoring everybody's thoughts
0: you 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 literally your job is you go around and and fill up all the vending machines while reading people's thoughts and finding out different things about their lives and okay that's interesting. So it doesn't like it's kind of-, of like watchdogs, but like where, but you little things sort of come up saying, yeah. you know, such and well, such isn't happy right it's now." Because- interesting.
1: It's interesting to have. Uh, I don't even know if you're a foreman. You're you're like the lowest ranked person who still has the the like chip or whatever who who's, who who has a high enough rank to have the chip uh, to read people's minds, but you are so low level that yes, you're just going around filling all the vending machines. Yeah. And so you're just a regular. You're just a regular. This guy, is your first even-
0: day with the chip,
1: <laughs> right? Okay, you just got a promotion.
0: You just got a promotion from
1: assistant vendor vending machine filler to li- chief vending machine yeah. filler.
0: I kind of like the idea of you. You go home, and you know you're talking to your to your partner, and she's she doesn't realize that you've got this this stuff now. She's surprised. Right. She like she's going. Um, all that's on her mind right now is, you know, the surprise birthday coming up for, for Gerald. And it's like, oh, crap. Like, I, I should have told her that I've, I've got this power now. And then, you know, the, one of, the, one of the kids is, you know, um, didn't want to, didn't want to tell you about the, um, about the, uh, D they got on their, on their homework. And, yeah, it's sort of like these little classic scenarios of, oh, maybe I don't want to know about this.
1: So does this become the story of Gerald essentially like overthrowing or like deciding, realizing that the company is doing this evil stuff and that the reason everyone is so happy in the town is because, you know, in, anybody who has thoughts against the, the vibe that they want or against Coca Cola gets quickly, you know, dealt with in some way. Maybe it's the other, the other special. Uh, a recipe of Coca Cola, which is like a brainwashing or like forgetting, you know, racist memories
0: or something. Yeah, it's it's don't just- don't drink Sprite. It's it- <laughs> <laughs> don't
1: drink. No, it's it's Coke Zero
0: because it's no like- it's Diet Coke because it's even worse than Coke Zero. Well, or I just say no it's Coke
1: Zero because it wipes out your memories. There's zero zero okay. left.
0: Um. Um, it's got zero caffeine, zero flavor, zero, <laughs> zero memories. memories remaining. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the idea of upper oh, management. You can't read their thoughts because they've actually got like, oh, they've a got- chip that actually blocks. Or they just don't drink that. Like they
1: know better. They don't drink the, the recipe that gets put in all the vending machines around town. Um, and, and delivered to every person in town's house every, Week, you know, by the carton full. Oh my they, god, they know that I, that's I'm, what I'm literally
0: it. seeing people walking down the street. They're the Coke Man, they yeah. they,
1: yeah, they, they like the milkman, yeah,
0: yeah, they've got their, yeah, it's very 50s style, but it's, it's know. literally people are having coffee with Coke, like, <laughs> it is absolutely fucking disgusting. It's not even <laughs> coffee,
1: it's just they just have like boiling Coke,
0: boiling Coke, <laughs> and yeah. put milk in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they don't have milk. Because there's no milk man. Oh, just it's, they, it's, it's the Coke bo- man.
1: Some boiling Coke, and then they put some cold Coke in.
0: Yeah, to like <laughs> just to sweeten yeah. it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, this is <laughs> Coke so- white.
1: Coke white.
0: <laughs> oh my god. No. Milky Coke.
1: Oh my god. All right, uh, let's let's do one more quick one. like okay. Sharknado Four. <laughs>
0: <laughs> An officer and a gentleman and a Sharknado. Ooh, okay. An officer and a Sharknado. Yep. I do, I do kind of like that idea of someone who's just come back, you know, from from the war. They're just sort of settling in. Then this weekend, there's like the threat of a Sharknado, mm. and they go, "What the fuck's this?" Mm. It's like, "Oh, you you haven't been stateside for a while. Like, here's what here's what goes down. Like, this is a is there any um in case Class you get- three killstorm."
1: In case in case you can't get the the license, are there any other like dangerous animal based weather events that we could um, like maybe a barricade, if we want to go back to bears?
0: Mm, Barracane, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um,
1: um, perhaps like cyclot-
0: a- uh, cyclopus, as in oh yeah, instead yeah. of an octopus, it's a cyclopus.
1: Yep, yep. Uh, I mean, it could it could be uh, just a plain old squid storm.
0: Yeah. I know. I keep on coming back to, like, um, cyclone, 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 and I'm like, Cyclops. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, it's a cyclone. It's a storm with Cyclops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's unfortunately just called a cyclone. It's still just called a cyclone. It's just, <laughs> yeah. Like
1: there's a hurricane, but it's just like it hurries a lot. It's,
0: a kraken. It's it's a it's a cyclone with a kraken. With a kraken in there. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, that is <laughs> There's the, the tentacles that's like coming out the top. That's that's fucking scary. I do like barricade. Um I'm trying to think of something for earthquake. Um, birth- birth- earthquake.
1: a birthquake, just babies. <laughs> just babies spewing up from the
0: earth. Oh my god, that's so wrong. Babies coming out of cracks here, there and everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe we'll just finish.
1: <laughs> uh, I think that's I think that's the end of the episode. <laughs> if you want to find us online, go to podchaser.com slash bitstorm. All of our socials are there. All of our previous episodes, um, except episode three hundred. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because what the fuck? Uh,
0: we'll, we'll one day work out what we're we'll going to do with day that.
1: Figure something
0: out for three hundred. Maybe when we get to four hundred. <laughs> It feels bad because we did have we did have the people from we from had the inconsolables on and it was and a great episode and we great lost it. And unfortunately, I'll try reaching out to Brendan again and see if yeah, can get yeah, it. Yeah. But
1: yeah, if uh, you go and listen to the some episodes and leave us a review,
0: if you like the sound of the song that we play at the start and end of each episode, that song is called "Mantifiance" off of the album "Containment Failure" by the band Curdust Find it at kurudust.bandcamp.com download for free today.
1: Today. That's right. So thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. Oh, and, ah, shit, I think I hear something starting. Ah, yeah, it's a quail storm.
0: Earthquail. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens after a big quail storm. Ah, <laughs> oh, they're squished all over the ground. An earthquail. <laughs>